Hello, hashtag there is a word, podcast listeners. How are you all doing? How are you all doing? I am so excited. Yes, I know it's been a minute. It has been a minute since you heard my voice. It has been a minute since I had a guest on. You know how it is, hashtag there is a word. Y'all all know that I am working on my dissertation. So I've been doing a lot of work with that. I am wrapping it up, so I just thank God for all of you all following me. You know, I'm going to be back on schedule. Just get get a little bit. As you know, this is your Reverend Edwina Perrin, founder and CEO of Divine and God Ministry. Divine and God Ministry is a global ministry that is here to empower and equip believers how to fill their spiritual arsenal with the unconcealed weapon to combat the enemy. That's right, the unconcealed weapon to combat the enemy. Y'all know how we do. Hashtag, there is a word. Yes, yes, yes. I am so excited tonight. I am so excited, so excited. Like tonight, today, whenever you're listening to this, you know how we do. We just come and folks on here just trying <laughs> to get a word. But you know, you may be listening to this on a different time zone or wherever you may be. But today, I have a special guest. My special guest is, drum roll, <laughs> is the minister, Rory Leak. She's a minister and author. She is the founder and CEO of Open Mouth Outreach Ministry. Yes, and yes. she has written a number of books. So I can't wait till she dive in. I can't wait till she share some things about us. I can't wait. Y'all, let me tell you. This is how famous this lady is. Y'all, she has over 1,500 followers on Instagram. <laughs> Down to the IG. Girl, what are you doing with all those followers? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even think I, I, I didn't realize I had that many. Yes. Yes. See, I've been doing a little investigating. <laughs> oh, wow. That's good. That's good. We're going to introduce Minister Rory Leak. Minister Rory Leak, I'm going to stop talking and let you have the show. I want you to tell us about yourself and then lead into about the different um, books you have written, written and talk about your ministry. So I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to let you talk. So welcome my hashtag, there's a word, podcast listeners, and listen to Minister Rory Leak. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And thank you for having me on this evening. I am so excited. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. Um, um, I was born in Long Island, New York in 1971. And I'm raised in Cross Hill, South Carolina, a country girl, of course. Now I'm here in Georgia, uh, where I started my ministry, Open Mouth Outreach Ministry, and Mornings with Rory. I've been ordained over a little over a year now as a minister. Um, while here in Georgia, I published another book called um, A Praying Grandmother. And my first one is My Life, My Story, Burning Bridges. Um, those are my two books, and of course... I'm working on another one right now. 
And I'm a mother of three, a grandmother of six. And I'm so proud of my children and my grandchildren. I really love outside. I don't care too much about being in the house. I call that inside the four walls because I love nature. Um, That's how I start writing in the park, walking through the park, um, just walking and introducing myself to people, getting to know people, and just let God use me. Um, it, it, It was rough out there, you know, trying to find myself and didn't know what was going on in life. So once I got to walking in the park and meeting people, it's just like God started showing me more and more of myself. So that's how I ended up writing. But um, my third book is going to be about poems, and I'm excited about that. I'm really excited about that. Um, And what inspired me to write is my first book, My Life, My Story, Trials and Tribulations. Pain and hurt, seeking a way to be healed, and sitting in the park one day, crying. And um, Reverend, it went on trying to find myself, just didn't know. I was tired, just tired. And I heard the Spirit say, right. And I said, right. So the next couple of days, I heard the Lord say, my life, my story. And I said, okay, that's the title of my book, My Life, My Story. And I just started writing. I just started writing from there. And every day I would get off work and I would just write. I wouldn't go nowhere with my friends. I wouldn't do too much of nothing. I would go to the library and I would just write. I would just write. I had the passion for writing this book because the Lord put it in my spirit. Spirit. And I felt like that was a way out um, because I knew it was something in me. And I, I'm like, I'm, run, I'm going in and out of these homes. I'm going in and out of these motels. I'm going in and out of these jobs. I know there's something in me. God, what more do you want me to do? What else you want me to put in this? What else you want me to put in this book? And one day I was at work walking my client and I was looking up at the sky and I said, I was thinking of another part to go with my life, my story, and to go with the title. And I was looking up in the sky, and I saw two clouds, like, facing each other, like, coming together slowly. You know how the clouds do. And um, I said, burning crosses. My spirit did not sit well with that. I looked up again, and it said, I said, burning bridges. Right then, I knew that was it. I grabbed my client and his walker, and I ran in the building, and I I looked it up. And the definition that came to me was burning crosses for burning, burning crosses to run with Christ, to go with Christ. Letting go of things to follow Christ. And that was it. That's how I ended up with my life, my story, Burning Bridges. And that title, Burning Bridges, I was going, I had been through so much in life. I just couldn't, I didn't feel like, I just, I didn't feel like going in the Father. I just didn't know, 
I didn't know who I was. I didn't know where I was going. I was just in the dark, you know, and going from man to man, home to home, motel to motel. And I'm like, what's going on here? No matter how hard I tried, I couldn't get it right. I could not get it right. I would get on the job. Once I thought I had it, I didn't have it. I'm getting laid off or or my client don't want me or something. So it was always something, always something. And coming up, going through a custody battle, um, having my daughter at the age of 16. So that's where it all started at right there. At the age of 16, having my daughter um, engaged to her father around 17 or 18. Um, he left me. He left me for um, another lady, and she stayed in the same. We stayed in the same town together, and denial, hatred, settled in. Denial settled in because I just couldn't believe it, and um, I had friends that was talking about it, and the father was telling me it wasn't true. So hurt, hurt settled in, denial settled in, and one day I went ride my bike, and um, the wedding was going on. Somebody was telling me the wedding was going on, and I went home and took a handful of sleeping pills. Um, and thank God I vomited a little bit before getting to the hospital, um, but my mom said the doctor said they had a hard time with me. They had a really hard time with me. And my mom, about a year ago, or two years ago, the Lord was using me, and it kind of scared me because I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what I was seeing. I was seeing so deep in the spirit that it scared me, and I had an out-of-body experience. And my mother, I went running to my mother, and I was crying. And she said, now, that explains why when you took that overdose and the doctor came in the room and was telling me that they had a hard time bringing you back. They had a hard time with you. She said that when the doctor turned his back, that's why that that white light entered the waiting room. She said she did not realize she was in the family, you know, in the death room where they had a family waiting there. Yeah. She said she said she did not realize because my mother was a heavy drinker back then. And she said she did not realize that. And she she was telling me, she said, I said, Well, why are you just not telling me? I said, Why are you waiting so long to tell me that? She said, I really didn't think about it. She said, So now as you speak, you tell me what the Lord is doing. She said, Now I see what that white light was about. And I said, Wow. Because I had an um, out-of-body experience that morning. I was sitting in Walmart parking lot about 5.30 in the morning. I was supposed to be at work at 6 o'clock. And I just started crying. I just started crying. And I know you know how I feel to just cry and you can't stop. Mm-hmm. I, was, I, was, I was sitting in my car, but my body was outside of the car in Walmart parking lot, like floating in the air. And I'm like looking around Walmart and I'm asking God, do anybody see me? God, do anybody see me? What am I doing? Next thing I know, a big old wave 
water wave just came, like an ocean wave, just came and knocked me over. And I said, God, what's going on? God said, I'm taking you in another direction. I'm taking you in another direction. And it started from there. I was on my job by two weeks. Um, I had to move. I had to move from where I was at, and I ended up in a motel. And, I, and God told me, he said, take a book everywhere you go. That my life, my story, burning bridges. He said, take a book everywhere you go. Take one book everywhere you go. He said, because somebody would need your story. And I'm going to tell y'all something. Even when I was in the motel, didn't know how I was going to make it. But God always made a way. Because I was doing something for him. And as I went on losing and losing, I caught on to it. Wow. I'm on assignment for God. Then I started getting comfortable and content with realizing God using me. I didn't lack for nothing. Days in the motel, they would call me and say, ma'am, we're going to put you out. If We're going to set the stuff out if you wasn't at, out at 11 o'clock. There were times I had to get my stuff up and didn't know what to do. I would go sit in the parking lot, not in the, park, in the um, lobby, and um, didn't know who to call, didn't know what to do. And the Lord would drop in my spirit who to call, what time to call, and I had everything that I needed. But I really believe I was being tested also while I was on my assignment, if that make any sense what I'm saying. Um, because my past, after I was being, after my heartbreak, after my daughter father broke my heart, I didn't know how to accept that. I started mistreating my daughter going from man to man. I just thought, you know, I'm not saying I went from man to man back to back like that. You know, I would have a, a, a friend here. Things didn't work out with that. I have somebody else. And um, I think he was testing me when I was in the motel. Because at the motel, at the hotel, it was a lot for men there. And it was men that, 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 that made money, that traveled. And I was being tested to see would I go back in my past. And I passed that test because I wanted to go further. I was tired. Have you ever been tired? Have you ever been tired of losing? Do, can anybody relate to what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Tired. So that's, that's how my life, my story, Burning Bridges got started. And I just didn't want to look back. Once I started moving forward and doing what the Lord wanted me to do, I didn't want to look back. I couldn't look back. I couldn't get tangled up in that stuff anymore. You know, I went with a married man for 15 years. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I went with a married man for about 15 years because I was going through a custody battle. Did I love him? No. No. But I needed him. The Lord blessed me with a new home, a car, a good job. Um, the married man was supplied. He was just giving me, giving me. And that, that, that wasn't, it, it, it didn't work. I couldn't keep nothing. I still couldn't keep nothing. And this man was helping me pay my bills. And I'm like, God, 
what am I doing? What am I doing wrong? Y'all, God blessed me when I was sleeping with somebody else's husband. Come on now. God wasn't going to bless that. I, started, I, I, I lost my house. I lost my car. I lost my job. I had two major surgeries back to back. Running from witchcraft. I had, I had to fight the witches and the warlocks. Going through a custody battle. I was messed up. Messed up. And I felt like I was in this world by myself. All by myself. I had family. I had friends. But I felt like everybody was against me. Because I lost my best friend. Because I, I, I slept with her ex-boyfriend. And I don't, I don't talk about that too much. And I used to ask God why I don't. I tried to, but I couldn't. And I guess now is the time. Because I talked about it last Saturday on my panel. And I knew God would give me the time to speak on that. And I felt like everybody was against me. Because, see, I'm out here trying to, trying to make a way for myself, but I was hurting people. I was hurting. I was hurting. I was hurting other people. But I was digging a hole for myself. And I was falling over in that hole. And I felt like I had to climb out those holes by myself. I felt like everybody was against me. So I ended up being mean and angry, wanting to fight at anybody that looked at me hard, you know? And um, I had to come out of it. And writing that book, what did I learn from writing my book? That I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. That was my favorite scripture. And I stood on it for about two years. I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. God, I can do it. I got that book published. Didn't have no job at the time. Didn't have no money. But a friend girl gave me a publisher out of North Carolina. And guess what? God made sure I had everything I needed. Why? Because I was obedient. And I didn't stop. I didn't stop. Because I was tired. I was tired. And I was just, I was surprised. What surprised me the most about it, I wasn't really healed from what I thought I was. I thought I was really healed from a lot of stuff. But as I was writing that book and got in your infinity, then I said, wow. I really went through all of that. And some things I still wasn't healed from. But God was with me. And a lot of times I was just, I was being tested just to see would I go back to my past? Would I go back to my old life? And as of now, I still feel like I'm being tested. I really do. Because I feel like the higher you go, when you give God a yes, and the higher you go, there are going to be things that come at you. Your flesh, your flesh going to try to get in the way. I'm single. 
I'm not married, but I desire a husband. And a lot of time I ask God, why? Why am I single? Am I still being punished from the things that I did in my past? I don't think so. Sometimes when I get overwhelmed with things, like this ministry here, my ministry, Open Mouth Outreach Ministry, it brings people into my home now. Now listen to me. Did you hear me when I said I was going in and out of other people's homes? Yes. Now God, yes. now, now God has blessed me to have my own. <laughs> my God. God Lord told God. me. He gave me a vision years ago when I was going in and not to motels. He gave me a vision that I would have my own house. I would have my own ministry. I mean, when not my, I have, I saw a store. He told me I would have my books and things there. I have no idea that I would be in ministry just soon. Now, I prophesied to myself and my book, my life, my story. As I look through that book, read back through that book, I see my life now. Some things that I that I spoke on in that book, I prophesied to myself. In that book, I said I would follow in my mother's footsteps. I would be a minister. I didn't think no more of that. I thought I was going to be about 60, 70 years old. I wasn't thinking about ministry. Not like that. Not like what I have now. But God blessed me with this home. And he bring people in. He bring people in. And I help them with their purpose. I help them to, to love themselves. I take them out, take them, take their pictures and just show them love. Because I'm going to tell you, I really believe in this, that pictures speak to you. And I'm not going to take that back. I tell everybody, if you just get one good picture and just look at it, a photo of yourself and look at it, that picture will talk to you. That picture will speak to you. And the reason I love to take pictures is because I went to school to be a, um, a model, fashion merchandise. I wanted to model. I went to school to be a personal trainer. Um, that's why I love to walk. See, the older I get, I still, I still operate from my past. I went to school to be a model. I had to drop out. I went to school to be a, um, um, a personal trainer. I had to drop out because all that went down the drain with that love, with that broken heart. All that went down the drain with a broken heart. So I tell the ladies now, my age or older, do not let age stop you. I might not be able to model now, but I can take pictures. And I can show somebody else how to get out there and love themselves by taking pictures. I can get out here and walk all day long. I still have it in me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So I really enjoy my ministry. I really enjoy doing what I I do. Do I think about my past sometimes? Yes. I just thank God I'm an overcomer. Because when you know you can talk about your story and help somebody else, 
you know, God have given you the grace and mercy to carry on. And that's the way I look at it. That's what my title means, Burning Bridges, Letting Go of the Past and Never Looking Back, Never Going Back to It, Never Touching It. Because sometimes if you do, it will ruin you, it will mess you up. You know, I heard my grandma, my grandma used to say, what was that saying? You don't want to burn all your bridges because you might have to go back to it. And that's true. But some of your bridges, you have to burn. You got to burn. You have to let it go. You can't go back to it. You can't touch it. You can't touch it. You have to let it go. And that's the way I feel about that book. My life, my story. But um, once I got my ministry going and uh, realized what God was doing in my home and when he moved me to Georgia, he told me I got to separate you. Excuse me. He told me I had, I, I, I'm erasing your footprint when I moved from South Carolina to Georgia. God told Lord me I'm God. erasing he told me, he said, I'm erasing your footprint. He said, the witches and warlocks would not be able to find you. Because when I tell you, I had to fight. I had to fight witchcraft. Times I couldn't walk. People couldn't understand what was going on. I used to see things in my yard, stuff in my yard that didn't make sense to me. I didn't see it not only in one home. But I saw it in two or three of my homes. And I'm like, what's going on here? I sent my checks, trying to see about myself, trying to see what's going on. When the doctors tell me, I don't know what's wrong with your leg. We don't see nothing wrong with your leg. But doctor, I can't walk. I better can get up three steps. And you gonna tell me you don't know what's wrong? I had to fight. I had to fight them spirits at night. We, what they call them, witches, witches coming, and at nighttime, I had, I had to fight all that spirit, getting out my car, running like a scary movie, like a, like a, um, um, a horror movie. So nervous, couldn't even get out my car. Trying to open the door, but keep dropping my keys, feeling like something after me. So God say, I'm erasing your footsteps. And um, he brought me to a, a land. He brought me to a Georgia. And he told me before I got there, you go into a land to be healed. Holy ground to be healed. And the home that I went to, I met um, through a friend. I met the lady through a good friend of mine. And I had to stay with the lady for six months. She didn't know me. I didn't know her. But she opened up her door for me because that was her ministry also. Oh, I gave her a hard time. Oh, I gave her a hard time. Because I had to learn correction to submit. I I would I would when she's talking to me, I would I would hum and sing to tune her out. Now I'm forty some years old. And that's the type of stuff I was doing. 
because I didn't want to be there. But I knew the Lord had me there. There was times I had I tried to run, I tried to leave, but the Lord would stop me. And I slept. I was sleeping in my car, two or three days in Walmart parking lot, and God would make me go back to her house. And today, that lady gives me wisdom. She teaches me a lot, and she have her own. She have her own ministry. And I thank God for, and um, now my second book is published, and that's a, a praying grandmother. And if it wasn't for Sister Annette Tillman, Mother Annette Tillman is what we call her, I wouldn't be this far. I wouldn't be this far ahead. But I had to submit. I had to sit and listen for six months on a land with two, I think she had like two churches on her land. Like she had one up on the set up like up on a carport, a carport, a carpool, you know what I'm talking about, with your part of the car up under. And um, she had a building and she had that set up like a church. And I'm like, Lord, God. I'm like, God. There's nobody around here my age. All I see is churches, church, church, church. Now, this is what I'm saying. And God used me in South Carolina. He used me to speak to people. He, you know, and, but I didn't want this. I didn't, I'm like, God, I have a book out. I just had a book published. And I'm here just sitting still. He said, well, I'm taking you. You ain't ready yet. I had, I had to sit, I had to sit there with her and she would read to me. She would teach me lots of things. Lots of things. Wisdom. She would pour wisdom into me. Knowledge. She helped me. God used her. She would tell me, she was speaking to my life. She would prophesy to me and said, this is what the Lord is getting ready to do. This is what the Lord is getting ready to do. And I would say, God, what are you doing? He told me, he said, you are not ready. He said, the ones that do have the books out and that's on the platform, he said, I didn't put them there. He said, I'm not putting them there. He said, but you're one that's listening. He said, when I put you there, you'll be ready. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he said, when I put you on there, you will be ready. But you got to sit still now. And I cried. 40, 46, 47, 47. I cried. I cried almost every day. But I knew the Lord was going to take me somewhere. I knew it was going to do something. And I ended up moving. I ended up writing my book because I I was missing my grandchildren. And I was a long way from them. And I wanted them to know that I love them. And I wanted them to know that I was praying for them. And that's how I ended up writing that book right there. And it put so much hope and laughter in them. 
And they would call me. They would call me and say, Grandma, we love you. Because when my daughter was having children, I couldn't accept that. My baby having babies. And my life was not where I wanted to be because I was in a dark place. But my baby having babies, and I can't, I can't be happy for her. And I feel like I'm young. I feel like I was at a place where I'm too young for this. I'm too young for this. I couldn't accept. She got four children. And the first three, I couldn't accept. I just, I tried to. I couldn't help because I was going through my own custody battle with my children. I was in a dark place. But by the time she had the fourth one, I was in a good place. But I was still, I was still fighting. I was still fighting. My, I was still fighting areas in my life um, that I wasn't fully healed from. But I prayed yeah. to God. I prayed to God every night. God, give me balance, stability. To have it right when my, grandchildren, my other grandchildren are born. When my boys have children, God, Give me balance in my life. Let me have balance in my life. Let me have stability. Let me know a little bit about myself. Now I have my ministry here set up at home. I have my books. And inside of my books, my grandchildren pictures are there. Where we're planning makeup, just having a good time. It, 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 it's awesome. It's great. I'm in a great place. And I just want to stay rooted. I just want to stay rooted. I want to stay on that path of righteousness. I want to Praise God. To... Go ahead. <laughs> no, we you can go ahead. I'm just listening. I'm just listening and sorry to interrupt you, but I just want to give God some glory and just thank him for what he's done in your life. Uh, I'm just grateful for all that he's done because you have such a powerful testimony. And God is using you um, to help people, not just women, but men who are broken there's so many broken people around here. Um, people, I, I don't, I don't know if um, people don't understand the power of God, but I don't think people also understand that there's something called therapy. You know, it's okay to go get therapy That's it. if you need to get therapy. And you know, I'm just listening at you talk about how you separated yourself and you had to leave. And, and we have to do that. Um, sometimes God will give us that word. He'll tell us separate. He'll tell us disconnect. He'll tell us to leave. He'll tell us to move. But some of us tend to be so stubborn that we don't do it. And we wonder why our life is still going in circles. Or, That's or right. still, we're still having, having, you know, 
so many issues still going on. But I thank God for your testimony. I thank God for your openness and your transparency. Because guess what? As we are both women of the cloth, you can't minister to other people if you're not willing to be transparent about some things. And I'm not saying you tell your inner secrets because there are going to be some things that only you and God know. But when I can help you and share my testimony, and I want you to know that, hey, it doesn't matter if you had a child out of wedlock. It doesn't matter. God can use whomever he can use. That's um, right. So I appreciate you. And I always remind people, look at Rahab. Jesus was in the lineage of Rahab. Come on, somebody. And mm. Jesus came out of the lineage, and Rahab is part of Jesus' lineage. You can't change that. So we have to continue to inspire and, and, and continue to show people that, you know, you don't have to have it all together. Because if we had it all together, there was no need for Jesus to go to the cross. That's what I like to say. He, didn't have to, he wouldn't have to go to the cross if we all had it together. So I wow. greatly appreciate you. I greatly appreciate you. Let me ask you this, um, Minister Lake. How mm-hmm. can people get in contact with you? How can they purchase your book? Because um, I would like to, uh, for the people that listen to the podcast, I would like for them to be able to publish, uh, purchase your book. Okay. You can um, get Amazon. You can hey, go on Amazon. You can on order both Ma'am. You're on Amazon? Uh-huh, Amazon. Okay. So all the listeners, hashtag there's a word, listeners, I want you to know she is on Amazon, and you can find her under Minister Rory Leak, or you may find her under Rory Leak. And I'm going to spell that for you all. That's R-O-R-I, again, R-O-R-I, Rory, and Leak, L-E-A-K-E. L-E-A-K-E. And I'm going to put her link in the podcast. So when you click on it, you will be able to just go straight and purchase her book. Well, Minister Lake, I greatly appreciate you sharing (laughs) your testimony. I greatly appreciate you sharing your testimony. Is there anything else you would like to add before we go? I just want to tell everybody to keep pushing. We all have a dream. Do not give up. Do not get distracted. You, there's a place that you have to get to. There's a place, there's something that God has for you on the other side, and it's great. Do not give up. Do not be afraid to reach out to others. I had to. Times I couldn't even pray for myself. And I wasn't afraid to ask for help. I wasn't afraid to pick up the phone. So don't give up. Don't give up. Do not give up on your dream. Fight. Fight. Because God will always have somebody on that journey to help you. If you just stay rooted in the word and in the truth. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, we thank you. We thank you. Again, hashtag that is a word podcast listeners. Please share, share this with someone. 
I'm sure there's someone that needs to hear this testimony. Again, you can contact um, Minister Rory Lake. You can contact her on Instagram. You can find her on Instagram and follow her on Instagram with all her 1,500 followers. <laughs> you can follow her on Instagram, and you can purchase her book through using the link in the comment section. Okay, Minister Rory Leak, I greatly appreciate you. Thank you, thank you so much for reaching out and for being and, a guest, and we greatly appreciate it, okay? And I thank you for having I, me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Until next time, hashtag there is a word. We will see you <laughs> on the next broadcast. <laughs>